Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. This is your host, Josiah. I hope you've been enjoying our new episodes. Um, I know I've been enjoying making them. It's so good to be back with you guys with our daily um, scripture engagement. And I hope this podcast comes alongside you as you um, go through your scriptures and helps encourage you for your day. And uh, more than encourage you, I hope it draws you closer to God. So even if you're having a discouraging day and you stay discouraged, I pray that you're discouraged with God along with you. Because <laughs> I've been there before, maybe you have too. Um, our scripture for today is going to be from the Psalms. It comes from Psalm 85. And Psalm 85, verse 2. And uh, reading from the ESV, it says, You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sins. You forgave the iniquity of your people. And you covered all their sin. All right, so very encouraging verse. What's interesting to me as I first read this is, for all of you Christian listeners, this probably sounds familiar, you know. I guess, um, since God made his love for us central to Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus and his death on the cross for our sins so that we could be reconciled to God and have peace with God is, is the central piece of Christianity. So these verses sound familiar. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. What's interesting to me is that this is in the old Testament. This is a Psalm. So, it's for the original people of God, the Israelites. And what I what interests me about it, among other things, is God's reputation that in the Old Testament he was just angry all the time and looking to get people. And it starts to seem like maybe that was disinformation, you know, when you read these sorts of verses and so many other ones um, in the Old Testament. So what I'd love to do is back up a little bit and see if we can get a little bit of context. Sometimes it's going to be difficult in the Psalms if they don't say when they were written or some of the Psalms of David will say, you know, a Psalm of David when Saul pursued him in the wilderness, something like that. But this one here says to the choir master, a Psalm of the sons of Korah. So we don't get a historical background here. There might be some scholars or something that would know more, but at least our context here doesn't tell us a lot about that. But apparently, so if we read verse 1, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. So Jacob there's, you know, the one that wrestled with God, had his chain, name changed to Israel, to which the entire people took began to take their name, the Israelites. And so the fortunes given to Jacob were, you know, his birthright and the promised land, and many descendants, and so on. These things promised to Abraham, passed to Jacob, and so this is a symbol here. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. So my guess, and it is that, so don't hold me to it, but what I'm getting from this context is this is referring to one of the times, because there's many throughout the Old Testament, when God's people, Israel, had wandered from him, and then he intervenes. You know, you'll see it all through the book of Judges. You'll see it through uh, the times they've gone to uh, when they've been exiled. There it is. Um, when they've been exiled to Babylon, or and they get to come back, or God restores and builds their temple, things like that. 
So I'm guessing, I can only guess this is in reference to one of those situations. Verse 3 says, you withdrew all your wrath and you turned from your hot anger. So already an encouraging verse that this is God's character and um, a lot to learn in our prayer life here because um, these psalms are, are prayers and songs and of praise and asking for things and also lament, and which means it's a big 50-cent word for, well, it's not a very big word, but it's a Bible word for talking to God fully about the things that have broken your heart, you know, lament. You're just honest with God when things aren't the way they should be broken, sad, you know, there's there's plenty of that in the Bible. Not a lot of it in our modern Christianity, but that's too bad for us. We need to bring it back. So he's reminding God of the other times that he forgave their iniquity and covered all their sin and withdrew his wrath and turned from his hot anger. And my guess would be he's reminding him of these things because he wants God to do that again. And if you go down to verse 4, you'll see that from our context, we can see that for sure, because it says, Restore us again, O God, of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. So, just a beautiful lesson here for all of us on prayer first and foremost of lamenting you know being honest about the broken situation reminding God of who he is the bringing up the past that he has with you his past of faithfulness and the times that he's been there for you before and then also um, going back to just verse two which is our verse you have you forgave the iniquity of your people you covered all their sin it's interesting how that is directly tied to verse one Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. So God's favor being gone and the fortunes of Jacob not being there, so needing to be restored, are directly linked to iniquity and sin. And forgiveness and the covering of our sin are linked with the restoration of God's favor and fortunes. So... You know, there's only one wall between us and God, and it's our sin, the guilt of our sin. And so that helps us look forward to when you say, can you see Jesus in these verses? Well, yes, you forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin is what God did forever in Jesus Christ. So the system of sacrifices and you know rituals and celebrations in the Old Testament were a system to represent know God's the hope for God's forgiveness and then Jesus was the fulfillment of that forever the fulfillment of the promise I will wipe your sins away I'll remove your heart of stone give you heart of flesh and so on and so Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of verse 2 you forgave the iniquity of your people you covered all their sins period you know so that you know to some degree we as Christians can be praying Verse 4, restore us again, O God of our salvation. But in another way, this isn't a prayer for us because God in Jesus Christ has put away his indignation toward us and is not angry with us forever and does not prolong his anger to all generations. We know that now. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Will you not revive us again? So we do pray for revival of 
you know, God's movement in the world and seeing others come to Christ. But in another way, we New Testament Christians don't pray that because the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost did revive his people forever, that we may rejoice in him. He did show us his steadfast love and granted us his salvation. So isn't that interesting? It's a good thing to keep in mind when you read the Old Testament as a Christian. Um, You're going to find some things in there which can cause us to rejoice because we have received the things that they were asking for. Like we've received an answer, you know, just because of God's sheer grace and mercy upon us, we've received, we've been a part of the answer that God gave to Psalm 85. And that answer was Jesus Christ. So pretty cool. Just some reasons to rejoice and to um, celebrate maybe some promises and benefits of knowing Christ and his cross and the power of his resurrection that we don't normally celebrate, but maybe we should more often. All right, guys, what a wonderful verse. I'm so glad I did this with you. I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure where it was going to go um, there towards the end, but pretty cool. So Psalm 85, verse 2, um, great verse for us. Hope to see you next time.